Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome to the aggressive narrative enforcement coming on the border crisis. The Democrats can enforce a narrative on the border far better than they enforce the border. Now, how can you tell the national newspapers are Democrat rags? Well, when the Alejandro Mayorkas impeachment story not only isn't on the front page, the New York Times and the Washington Post couldn't even put it in those inside the paper boxes at the bottom of the front page. They treated it like, we can't treat that Republican plotting as front page news. Yeah, that's what makes you Democrat papers. The Wall Street Journal at least had a paragraph on the front page in their long news summary. The House GOP is moving ahead with the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas while throwing cold water on an emerging Senate deal to curb illegal border crossings. Uh, And then their headline was simply, Push to impeach Mayorkas proceeds. It was sort of like designed for you not to read it. Now, both the New York Times and the Washington Post had obits for Broadway star Cheetah Rivera on page one, but they didn't have this. Uh, the Washington Post paired its Cheetah Rivera story with a long story on indigenous actress Lily Gladstone, up for an Oscar for Killers of the Flower Moon. Their top story with color photographs is Greg Abbott's defiance on the border leaves locals frustrated. Yeah, that's a Democrat paper. So the Mallorca story on A4 headline, Committee Spars Over GOP Effort to Impeach Mayorkas. The New York Times had a big article at the top of the page on Biden and the border, but it's like the Biden White House correspondence, uh, you know, trying to explain everything. Headline, Crisis on Border Dashes Biden Immigration Hopes. Yes, they tried to say the circumstances at the border are out of Mr. Biden's control, like the collapse of Venezuela, a surge of migration around the world, and the obstinance of Republicans. Yeah. The name Mayorkas arrived about 50 paragraphs into that, so that obviously was not a front-page Mayorkas story. The actual story was on page A14 under the headline, House GOP presses its plan to impeach Mayorkas. The text box summarizing the story in bold type was, a committee was set to approve a partisan set of charges. See, when when the Republicans seek to impeach somebody, it's partisan. When the Democrats seek to impeach somebody, it's patriotic. I mean, that's sort of the way it's presented. It's bipartisan. Uh, It's bipartisan like the Pelosi pick panel. Joining me now to discuss the Mayorkas impeachment, Newsbusters managing editor Curtis Houck. Hello. Did you see any of these newspapers today? Yes, I did. The militarization of Eagle Pass on the Washington Post. That's that's the one. With like giant shipping containers in, in the barbed wire. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's like, we don't really like the idea you're enforcing the border. That's so Trumpy. Right. Don't make us like this more than we already are. Like, they talk about the moats and the alligators, and you're like... Whatever works. As Eric Erickson tweeted, sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's start with, on television, uh, you know, we came in on Monday, and the bosses said, you know... Uh, are they ignoring the border thing or ignoring the Mallorca thing? You spent quite a bit of time saying, no, they actually did do it. Yeah, so uh, first of all, yes, the borders was covered. Uh, the record crossings that 
yeah, they took until Friday to release border numbers from December. Late in the afternoon, the classic document dump. Yeah, the classic document dump. So that was Friday, January 26th for the numbers from December, mm, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. Um, NBC had it. CBS had it the next morning. Uh, they had it that evening out on the West Coast uh, because of golf uh, on the East and Central time zones. ABC News did not actually get to it until Sunday evening when they brought it up. Not the total number of crossings, but the per-day crossings, which I believe were 11,000. Um, but really, it's surprisingly been a slow burn. Mm -hmm. Over the weekend, they kind of shrugged about it. It was more the focus on Donald Trump sinking the Senate border deal about how politics are getting in the way, as Whit Johnson complained on ABC's Good Morning America on Saturday. But other than that, it was kind of Republicans say this. They quote from the articles of impeachment. There are sound bites from both parties. You and I talked about this. You there was a there'd be a Dan Sullivan soundbite. Mm -hmm. There was one from Eric Schmidt telling CBS's Scott McFarland that ran on Monday, CBS Morning, saying, "Hey, we don't even need to be talking about having a border deal because I believe that the president has the powers already." that he needs to shut down the border as Biden claimed in South Carolina he could do, um, which is an accurate summation of the Republican position of a lot of Republicans, actually, particularly Speaker Johnson, which they also had been quoting from a statement he put out over the weekend. So, uh, so you're thinking, huh, this is different than the Biden impeachment because the threat of a Biden impeachment has the media, as you've, we've discussed on the podcast and on Newsbusters, have people all the way, panties up in a wad, like wedgies full, like, you know, rubbing up against. So we're talking about no evidence and poor Hunter Biden and what is this doing to the grandchildren? No evidence, no high crimes or misdemeanors, all the other total nonsense here, completely political. It's but it's slowly taken there. It, and here, it, it and, started and it, slow. It, it started slow. Started kind of balanced in a sense that at right. least I always come into these stories and saying, "Where's the Republican soundbite?" Because a lot of times there isn't right. one. Right. This one were, had some. They had some. So you're like, okay, this is interesting. Let's see how this goes. Well, they had the markup on Tuesday with the House Homeland Security Committee chaired by Mark Green of Tennessee. Sure enough. There we're getting somewhere. You know, really Tuesday morning ahead of the hearing, you had um you had really things start to be ratcheted up. You had Good Morning America with Rachel Scott. Yep. She said one only one cabinet secretary's been impeached in US history, but it wasn't over a policy dispute making these charges unprecedented. Yeah, let's clarify. She's saying that the the previous impeachment in like the nineteen hundreds was basically over the guy being a crook. Yeah, it was the Secretary so, of War, I believe. So, but it yes. almost reads like, when I'm reading it, it sounds like this is an over-policy dispute, which it obviously is. But it's more than that. This is the whole problem, is that they're right. trying to say, well, you just don't like the way he's enforcing the border. No, the point is, we are not enforcing the border. Democrats are outraged. That's <laughs> the other thing. Oh, no, there was no R. It was Democrats That's outraged. Democrats outraged. Like <laughs> David Muir speak. <laughs> Where we leave the verbs out because that takes too much time. Right. And she complained, as we saw into Wednesday morning as well and Tuesday night, that these Republicans are opposed to the border deal negotiated by Mayorkas in part because they, even though they haven't seen the text of that border legislation just yet. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's fair. But, right. but clearly we can guess 
that if Speaker Johnson and, say, Senator Lankford have discussed this, he probably said to Lankford, hey, can you guys get H.R. 2? This is what we want, H.R. 2. And he's like, we're not getting H.R. 2, buddy. You know what I mean? There's they, right. The House has to have some idea of what's in the Senate bill, even if it hasn't been released. Right. And that was the thing, that they were complaining uh, that the networks did that the split screen of this historic impeachment is going to put in jeopardy this hard work of the Biden administration. Not so much that Republicans oppose this on policy grounds. Right. I mean, you know the way they're setting this up. The sensible moderate Republicans are trying to make a deal, and the hard right maggots are ruining it. That's that's really the spin. And they really, yesterday, they really didn't quite have their ducks in a row because they were doing that, but then they were also trying to suggest and imply that they were opposing it because Donald Trump told them to, mm-hmm. uh, not because they don't want to vote, for, genuinely don't want to vote for it. And who knows? Maybe that is the case. Donald Trump came out publicly and said, please, please <laughs> oppose this. I don't want to do this. He basically kind of said, win. blame me. I want to be blamed. Please. You know, He kept saying, please, please do it. And like, <sighs> he always comes out and it's like, you know, yes, you'd want to say, oh, no, that's not exactly what he didn't say. He wanted it f- for the election. And then he comes out and it's says, yes, I want it for the election. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All but, right. But I mean, well, yes, there's this whole notion. You have Scott McClellan in here basically saying this was mean spirited because Mayorkas has been a key negotiator here on Capitol Hill. And this certainly complicates the fragile compl- negotiations. It complicates this. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Get on your Greta Thunberg. <laughs> right. So then we get into last night, Tuesday night, you know, David Moore uh, kind of doing the same thing. Um, kind of complaining that Republicans have put pressure on President Biden to do something. And oh, now, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's worse than that, Curtis. I mean, he said basically the Republicans who who disagreed with the Senate deal or who were pushing to impeach Mayorkas were not inter- interested in an immigration solution. I mean, it was right in the opener. Listen to this. Here in the U.S., the border crisis with Senate Republicans and Democrats signaling they're the closest in years on an immigration solution. The House signaling they're not interested. Instead, moving to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Rachel Scott, live on the Hill. Okay, so yeah, David Muir. Hi, my David Muir. <laughs> using grammar that like was more befitting of a four-year-old. I don't know. He's yeah. missing, he's more Kareem Jean-Pierre. Even, but, you know. even Doonesbury made fun of the way that they say the news on ABC, like the Democrats outraged today. We're just missing words. We're using the wrong tenses. We say the same words over and over again, and yet we think this is esteemed journalism. You'd flunk high school English, but it works somehow. It's shorthand is probably what yeah, they'd say. Yeah, it's shorthand. Okay, yeah. And Rachel Scott obviously does the same sort of thing. She used that same line. Republicans taking a different direction. They're not, inter- not interested in the Senate solution. They're moving instead to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We should point out, Tim, the House passed a border bill. Right. H.R. 2. Right. So the idea that Republicans don't have a solution that don't have a solution and don't want to pass anything is kind of, you know, regardless of what you think about the bill, the idea that they haven't done anything or are not interested in passing something is a complete farce because they already have. Yeah, I mean, this is the point that Jorge Bonilla made today, which is you're it's now easy to cast Speaker Johnson as a do nothing obstructionist, which is simply not accurate. Do your fact checking. Uh, You know, he has a bill. And maybe it won't pass the Senate, 
but don't say he doesn't have a solution. That was the part where ABC stood out like is worse than everyone else. Right. So as you can tell, folks, you know, Tuesday, they kind of shifted the focus a little bit, not just in a more adversarial direction, but turning up the heat on Republicans for opposing the Senate deal. Without, again, they admit that there's no details in it, but they're upset that the Republicans oppose it already. But they're not doing anything to sell the public on it. They're just trying to sell Republicans as obstructionists, which, again, is interesting that, again, they don't actually want to get into the details or at least the rumored details of this deal. So then by Wednesday morning today, what they've been doing is they've now turned they've now added the element of the Mayorkas impeachment. And yet, yes, they've now finally arrived at this idea that. This is without evidence, without precedent, and this is inherently political. That's where you start saying, why does the line on this keep changing? And and the guess you have to make is they're getting emails and messages. Uh, this is right. what the message line is today. I wanted to take this point from the ABC or and several of the news cast last night you know they had a, this a balance of republican democrat sound bites now mm-hmm. abc starts with martha raddatz doing the whole iran thing yeah. she doesn't allow any republican soundbite in there to say biden's inept biden is a coward biden's ruining everything in, with iran that's right. not allowed but the the story on mayorkas has both sides i just laughed curtis when benny thompson's shown on and he's like reading his soundbite <laughs> the sham impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas is a baseless political stunt by extreme mega Republicans. And it's like, this is like what artificial intelligence would spit out as a stock Democrat line. Sham impeachment, extreme mega Republicans, you know, I mean, it's just. And, you know, and then he goes to say a process that came to throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. That yeah, was- I mean, this is. This is where we would just beg people who are watching the news, Democrat or Republican or independent, and that is. When there's an impeachment process, one side that doesn't want the impeachment calls it political, and the other side doesn't. Um, the other side says it's ooh very so- sober and serious, but the news media will call the Democrat efforts sober and serious, and the Republican yeah. ones are political. We remember when CNN, during the Trump impeachments, when the articles were formally delivered to the Senate, and they walked across the like rotunda, and Wolf Blitzer would speak in very hushed, solemn tones. Oh, I have something you'll like. Yes. Terry Moran went back to the Jeff Dickens summaries from 2020, early 2020. Yes. Adam Schiff addressing the Senate, sitting as a court of impeachment with a proper legal argument. It was meticulous and well organized. At times, he tried to rise to a level of eloquence and stir a sense of responsibility for the Senate. You know, I mean, it's. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is it's it's public relations. I mean, this is kind of the point was they presented the first Trump impeachment in particular as just this. uh, Actually, Curtis, what you also found. Bill Weld went on MSNBC and said Trump had committed treason that was punishable by death. Oh, yeah. So okay. I mean, it's like he made a phone call and he said, maybe you guys should look into Hunter Biden and what he did with Burisma. Now, I don't see what in there is treason punishable by death. But, you know, that's great stuff on MSNBC. Right. Because the, the host just goes, oh, have you looked into that? The death <laughs> the death penalty for Trump sounds good to us. Right. Yeah. We had that on CNN as well about, you know, about Trump being killer. Hitler, Stalin, and Mao combined. And Seltzer was like, I couldn't hear in my earpiece. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. So, yeah. So the line this morning was, there's no evidence. There's no evidence of what? I mean, is there? Uh, and this is the interesting part is really what this fight about is about is 
what are Mayorkas's intentions? Because you can't say there's no evidence of a massive border surge. Right. You can only guess, well, did he, is it intentional? Well, I mean, once again, look at what's happening here. If the American people think that illegal immigration is a problem, how does it look then that Biden's like suing the state of Texas saying, don't let, don't start enforcing the border? Yeah, the one thing I will say the news media has not done yet. Now, granted, this is a very low bar. The media have not stooped to the level of the White House where John Kirby goes out there and he's been doing this for a couple weeks now. He's at least a month or two now, actually. He's been saying, well, we're seeing historic levels of migration around the world. So really what's happening here is not really that unprecedented. It's unprecedented everywhere around the world. But like the obvious yeah, point, right. but the obvious yeah. counterpoint with that is that if I'm a reporter in the White House, I would say, oh, and is every country around the world letting them in at the rate we are? No. I mean, yes. Mexico. Is Mexico letting everybody, you know, are they stopping everybody at the border? That's what very much what this administration wants. Right. They so want that, Mexico to do the work for them. Right. Yeah. And and I would think that would be great, too. But, the you know, the, the irony of all of this is that, uh, you know, Jorge Benilla was telling us earlier today is that now Mexico's bargaining with Biden. Venezuela's, yeah. <laughs> Venezuela's bargaining with Biden because they all know this is becoming a political problem for Biden. So they're saying we're willing to help you, but, but you, you got to give us this. Right. And, and as he pointed out, AMLO or uh, Oprah's Obrador, uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador down in uh, Mexico is telling him, oh, okay, we'll take the migrants and we'll keep them back for you. But you got to recognize Cuba. You've got to recognize Venezuela. You got to restore relations with them. You got to funnel billions or hundreds of millions more dollars to developed countries. So basically black holes in Latin America. Well, I mean, this is what the whole Kamala Harris thing was supposed to be about. More aid to the Central American countries so they, people stop coming. Well, that obviously did not work. Well, they just want more money. Yeah, it. well, it kind of did work in that they're coming and saying they want even more money now. <laughs> just, you know, it's kind of the same thing as the Biden administration demanding of Congress money for border agents when it's really just border agents to process them, to give them court dates for who knows when. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, C of this. so CBS last night was sort of in the middle and then NBC in a weird way was was the best. If you if you think so, I mean, Jorge Benilla found it refreshing because all they got was Ryan Nobles sort of did a stand up. No sound bites either side. He right. kind of disposed of it all, you know. Within a, right. a, a little pile of sentences, which on some level at least didn't carry a whole lot of this Democrat messaging, but there was no Republican messaging either. It, I don't know whether that's better or worse. It's it's definitely better than what ABC did. Yeah, and and so we don't uh, we just check it off. Is that's kind of what they did on Wednesday's Today Show it was very much the same sort of thing. It was just a stand up live shot, which means, folks, there was no like taped sound bites or right. voiceovers. It was just a back and forth between the correspondent, in this case, Ryan Nobles and the anchor. Last night, Lester Holt, this morning, uh, Hoda Kotb, where he kind of is just laying it out. This is what happened. This is what basically both sides believe. Back to you. Yeah. So it was pretty brief. Now, I'll say this. I did check out the public broadcasting. The PBS NewsHour had a roughly five minutes on this last night and it it carried both sides so you can't get that fussy uh the right. npr's all things considered did this sort of thing too they had about five minutes and they went to their congressional correspondent and to mara liason and at least mara liason was saying 
um, this is a problem for Biden and the Democrats? You know, that's something that you, you ABC wasn't going to say. No. Biden's losing on immigration by 22 points. All right. They're not going to get specific. I mean, the most specific that we got was on Good Morning America when Rachel Scott said, uh, Mayorkas arguing more migrants have been deported or expelled under President Biden than President Trump. But migrant crossings have doubled under the Biden administration, hit, hitting record levels. Yeah, it's like, gee, we tried. Yeah. I mean, it is it, it is interesting. And I think Ron DeSantis was kind of hitting this point that Trump deported less than Obama did. Now, on some level, that could be in 2020, there wasn't much immigration once the COVID thing hit. Right. Um, right. But, you know, it's an interesting point. You know, it, it, it's weird to come at Trump like he was a wuss on immigration after these people <laughs> uh, made him sound like he was, you know, uh, he was separating children from his parents. And right. Which, he somehow which, which like is ironic and it kind of undermines their own argument. But, you know, they don't let that get in the way of what they need to accomplish. Yes. It used to be called Curtis Ted Smith. The third had a had a had a term called omnidirectional bias. Now we sort of make fun of Trump that he lands on all sides of everything, depending on what he feels like that day. But the news media can be this way. They can criticize the Republicans from the right, the left, backwards, forwards, whatever that day requires. And I think that does happen. Right. And I think that's generally the two camps that it falls into. They're hitting Republicans from the left or they're hitting Democrats from the left. So the point is they're coming from the left. But um, so we had, yes, Good Morning America, Stephanopoulos, George Stephanopoulos, former Clinton official. He knows all about high crimes and misdemeanors. So, <laughs> so I think he feels like he's within his bounds to say overnight Republicans move one step closer to impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas over his handling of the border, but with no evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors. And then he added uh, also leading into Scott, Rachel Scott's report. Democrats and leading scholars across the political spectrum argue this does not meet the constitutional standard. Well, and it's you know, obviously there is that whole issue, Curtis, of does this rise to a level of blank? Um, but, you know, again, they're going to say it doesn't when it's a when it's a Republican effort. Right, exactly. Uh, and so CBS uh, socialist co-host Tony DeCopel, <laughs> pizza pie DeCopel, look it up. Um, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, pie. Elizabeth Warren pizza. Um he said uh, Republicans are accusing Mayorkas of failing to limit immigration to the border, but there is little, if any, evidence that Mayorkas broke any laws. And he, with January 6th correspondent Scott McFarland say the issue of border security is now clearly tied up in campaign politics, and last night's marathon debate only further exposed the divide, like how sad this is. And then the two of them talked later about how Republicans, this should be in their interest to go along with the Senate bill because their voters say it's the top issue and tony DeCopo basically said you know voters have told me this because he talked to republican voters in iowa and new hampshire um but they it doesn't seem to be working out that way as, well part of it is you're going to assume that the voters who are most concerned about immigration are going to be satisfied with the senate bill which we don't we don't know that uh so it it has become such a problem. They all know it's a problem. They know it's a problem for the mayor of New York, the mayor of Chicago, the mayor of Denver. You the know, mayor that, of Denver. Well, Whoa. that was the thing on NBC Nightly News on Friday. Julia Ainsley had a story about how the main hospital in Denver is, I, I think, at least ten million dollars in the black, if not more, because you mean in the red or in the red? Yeah, sorry, in the red because uh, so many illegal immigrants are showing up at their 
doorstep because they advertise the fact that we will take care of any and all medical needs regardless of whether you can pay. So obviously, the legal limits are just showing up for like <laughs> anything and everything that they need taken care of. And they're just like, okay, well, they're now at a point where not only are the hospitals struggling, the schools are now having to be, um, you know, remapped. Like mm -hmm. they're having to redo the school boundaries because there's so many illegal immigrants. And obviously this is having a ripple effect on just regular citizens. You know, it's not as extreme as what happened in New York City where they shuttered a school for a day. But imagine a family neighbor moving into a neighborhood wanting to go to a specific school. And now because of the influx of illegal immigrants, you're now being told, no, 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 your kid's going to go to this school because this school is full. That makes a big, huge difference, obviously. When people choose homes, they choose homes based on what you know, what school district their kids are going to get into. Imagine trying to locate right now at the current mortgage interest rate, and then you learn, no, your kid's not going to the school you moved here to get into. Right, and, and the thing is, of course, too, these Democrats, they're not going to oppose really any of this. We see this with crime in Washington, D.C. They keep complaining about this problem for years and years and years now, but they're not really willing to make the electoral changes. They're not really willing to challenge the policymakers to make these sorts of you know, adjustments and, and missing from the Julia Ainsley story on Friday was the fact that Denver has been an unabashed sanctuary city for, gosh, at least in you know, a we, long time. We should actually do a nexus term search for sanctuary city because that concept, they have dropped mentioning it, right? And they're not going to be willing to say, here's what the mayor of Denver said two years ago. Right. It's kind of the same thing with drugs and, and homelessness in some of these cities, you know? Like, oh, yes, they advertise that, like, you know, we're going to decriminalize homelessness. Oh, crap. Now, you know, this is what's happened. You know, CBS has kind of did this a little bit. Nick Fondacaro has a piece at Newsbusters uh, following up to something, a, a separate segment from a few weeks ago about how Portland, Oregon decriminalized hard drug use, mm -hmm. and now they're kind of like, oh, crap, this is... This isn't quite working out for us, but, you know, there's no sort of party label saying that this is a leftist pipe dream that has become a nightmare. And they're not voters and the media are not willing to admit that there are errors about this. There's right. no sort of the stripping of party labels here. Right. Is, isn't surprising. Right. Um, but it is to be expected. They're they're just saying, you know, on on this Mayorkas thing, they're saying Democrats this. Um, but they're not making the Democratic point seem political. They're making the Republicans seem like they're the ones that are political, which is one of the oldest tricks in the book when it comes to media bias. You know, the, yeah, I mean, I th that is important is that in politics, both parties and third parties, too, are going to be political. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. News, <laughs> that was the thing. Like some of this coverage, it was like, oh, things are political. Like, oh, but they Nate know it was like that. Like, they know that. But they're playing like. You know, low information voters, if we might call them that, who say pearls. Yeah. Well, I mean, people who don't follow a lot of politics would just be like, why does this have to be political? And it's like, because it is political. You, <laughs> you, you, you know, this is the conversations I would have with an average everyday like neighbor. Um, my neighbors are more political uh, uh, savvy than that. But I'm just saying I would try to say that gently to someone like politics. This is the way it operates. Just understand. But but. News media people play on that what we might call naivete and say the Republicans are political. The Democrats are only interested in public service. Which we remind folks again, what's most important, you talked about this on C-SPAN. We've talked about this uh, in the newsroom, why these networks are still value, still significant in terms of the body politic. 
because Fox News, you know, primetime is pulling in, you know, their top shows like 1.2 million, 1.3 It was 1.8 was their primetime average in 2023. It was 1.8. Well, we, we added up mid-January, a Monday to Friday, and the ABC, CBS, and NBC was 21.5 million. That's together. Now, n- n- few people watch all three of them. We do that, right, but most right. people watch one. But, but the point being, you cannot say... Fox is dominating the messaging. Trump has the biggest megaphone. It's simply ridiculous. Yeah, on an issue like this where substance matters and facts matter, labeling matters, and the and framing is so important to a story, it's important to let folks know that, yes, while far fewer people watch the networks than they used to, it is still a significant number and especially as we head into election year where most people would argue if the election is going to be decided by a couple million people if that maybe although if you saw they they had these polls from the seven swing states and trump's up 10 in north carolina he's up you know, seven or eight in Wisconsin is you're like, look, at least right now. And there's a lot of stuff yeah. to happen with some some maybe some trials and yeah. stuff. Uh, but right now, this is part of the issue is that it doesn't it, it might potentially not be close, which would be surprising, I think, to a lot of people because they're like, can you imagine what election night 2024 is going to be like if these people are all like 91 indictments and he still won, you know? They'll all freak out. Right, that they're able to project all those states just like they did last time where it was like three or four in the morning. Yeah, that would not be good. So we'll see. But I I, I do think it's important that, yes, we need to, you know, push back on the notion. One, this stupid Vox story, which suggested Democrats prefer uh, nonpartisan news networks like, you know, CNN. And (laughs) but. You know, but the right wingers only like their opinion channels. I mean, first you have to push back on that, but it's the whole notion of, yes, we would say, to use a Chris Plant term, that the Democrats have information dominance. Right. Yeah, they ty- as he always says, so and so typed on behalf of the Democratic Party, <laughs> the steno pool, of the Democrats. Right. Exactly. But I mean, even then, so the New York Times has this big story, and their whole thing was they had to kind of admit, well, what Abbott and DeSantis did were stunts. But it worked. You know, they, they they won't acknowledge the Democrats are hypocrites, but they'll acknowledge that somehow these stunts worked. Yeah, exactly. They're only going part of the way there. Um, and it's important to flesh out the entire sort of facts because this is the news business where you're supposed to report the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah, well, okay. we are going to be more humble and say, a lot of thing, times when you're reporting the news, you're reporting this guy said this and this guy said that. One of them might be true. One of them might be false. Sometimes that's just a matter of opinion. Right. Exactly. So, but they're but not willing to do that. They're just so obnoxious the way, you know, I say tax cuts are good. You say tax cuts are bad. And my liberal case is the truth and yours are unfactual. That's the kind of arrogance that's so annoying. Yeah. Democrats don't do stunts in the eyes of the liberal media. <laughs> they don't do stunts. Sure, they don't have tweets about Elmo. They yeah, no <laughs> tweets about Elmo. They don't go chasing for clicks or campaign donors. You know that kind of thing isn't a problem. You know it's only a problem on the right because David Jolly went on sixty minutes one time and told us it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yes, we're not so obnoxious to say newsbusters are the forces of truth. We are where you come to 
to uh, look at how the news media are twisting and turning and manipulating uh, facts to, to try to gain their advantage. And on the immigration issue, they can try, but it seems like they're all losing. Reality is too tough. Oh, So that's why we want to see what's going on. You come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.